Well, it's good to see everyone. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, you can hold it up. If not, you can just say it. Say, this is my Bible. I believe it is God Almighty in written form. And today, it will enter my heart, my mind, my emotions, and my body, conforming me to the image of Jesus Christ, to the glory of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. We've been sharing a lot for weeks on the glory of God, which is the innermost part of God, the essence of who he is, and all that that entails, and how to enter into it. It's one thing to, you know, say, I believe this or even know this. It's another thing to experience it. Amen? And God wants to bring us to a place of experience. So I believe that this message will be a help. Last Sunday was kind of a, a little bit of vegetables we shared in the sense of, uh, you know, you need vegetables as well as mashed potatoes and, amen, gravy and meat. Uh, the, we, we can't afford to walk by our emotions. If we walk by our emotions, I'll tell you what, it, it will not be a good deal. It, it will not be a good deal. Because our emotions, I tell you, it's the wrong compass. And the natural mind is the same way. The Bible says there's a way that looks right unto man, but its way is death. You can rationalize virtually anything. Well, I can't have victory over this area because of this. Or I can't have victory over this area because of this. We can have victory over every area. Amen? We can forgive. We can love. We can enter into... Whatever it is, whether it's finances, God, enter into the provision of God, whether it's a familiar sin, whatever it is, we can enter in because God has provision. Amen? Glory to God. So a couple of days ago, I, had, I really did have a real experience. I was meditating on the name of Jesus, and that's what we're going to talk about, the glory of God giving us the name of Jesus and I know we all have heard sermons on this, but I tell you, God just did some things a few days ago, just really kind of shook my world, so to speak. And I want to share some things with you. I, re- I believe that will really make a difference in regards to everyday life. God wants us to walk 24-7, amen, in righteousness through the blood of Jesus, through our born-again spirit, being righteous, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He wants us to walk in the revelation of God being so strong, the revelation of God being so strong. It's just like Jesus was sitting next to us talking to us. He wants us to enter into the voice of God, the presence of God, fellowship with other Christians. I mean, in an awesome way. Amen. Every day is meant to be a powerful day. At the same time, Satan's for real. He'll try to come against us, and we'll look at this in the context of the name of Jesus. He will try to keep us from entering into what God has. I think the number one way is through outward appearances. Well, you're believing for this, and this hasn't happened yet. Where's God? Or through spirits of unbelief, he tries to send our way. Condemnation, there's numerous things that he really tries to utilize to keep us from entering in 
really to experiencing Jesus daily. And it could be, again, a number of things, you know, the, the pleasures of the world, the deceitfulness of, uh, of sin itself. And, but God, amen, he brings us to a place where, because the greatest thing is him, again, the same love that caused him to die for us is the same love that we experience daily. And because of that, even in the midst of trial, amen, we persevere. And in the midst of trial, we will win. Glory to God. We will win because it says let patience have its perfect work. Patience is a word that, first of all, it's misunderstood. Second, we run away from it. Patience just means being consistent in believing God. Literally, in the Greek, it means being consistent. And it's not waiting for 100 years for something. It's receiving now, but at the same time, trusting that when it doesn't look like it's happening, that it's here now. But patience is powerful because the Bible says in James 1, it will cause us not to be lacking any good thing. At the same time, it's not easy in the natural. That's why we need one another. That's why we need God to help us. That's why we need to, to be in the Word daily. Amen? And experiencing uh, church like, we, like God's ordained. All right. All right, with all that said, you know, uh, the name of Jesus you know, we basically, you know, God wants us to get back to basics, but he wants us to accentuate them. I don't think anyone knows how much Jesus suffered to have us enter in to the place that we can have relationship with him. I do this all the time, but I don't get tired of doing it. We have that slide again that with the stripes. Do we have that? You can put up just real quickly. If you, if you have it, you can show it. We've showed it numerous times, but it bears repetition because it's a visual that sticks in your mind. But God wants to accentuate to us everything that the gospel is. The price that he paid, the love that he has for us, the power of the word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit within us, the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Again, we're just going to keep us up for just 30. But when you look at that, when you look at that, it's something that causes you to say, you know what? That's love. That's the love of God. Amen? And and that's why, you know, it's for for real. If he did this for us, will he not, through this, give us all good things? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so we're going to look at it right now to concentrate on the name of Jesus. We'll share with some simple things that I think most of us already know. There's power in a name. Amen? There's power in a name. If I say FBI, you know, most of us, like, wow. If I say IRS, that's a name that causes really fear. Man, if, I, if, a, if, I, if a judge in a courtroom, that brings his power. You know, an office of, of the president of the United States or a governor. It's a, it's a name. Even if I say a name in the natural. If I say, uh, you know, Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world. 
What's the guy with the Teslas, Elon Musk? You know what I'm saying? You say his name now. People relate to it because when they hear that name, they immediately think of the person that that name represents. Amen? And God wants us, when we hear, when we understand that the name of Jesus has been given to us, he wants us to understand the power behind it, that it causes Jesus to be who that name represents, and it causes fear in the devil's camp that cannot be really underestimated. Oh, glory to God. So we're going to look at this in depth and just see how far we get, okay? So go with me, if you would, to Acts chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 3. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. In Acts chapter 3, we're going to read quite a bit of it. It says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. It's about 3 o'clock. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, with John, said, look at us. Now, the interesting thing is this. They had to have in mind... They knew they were going to see this guy. So I really believe they had been praying for him. Amen? And they knew they had been talking about this. They had been praying. Man, they saw this guy crippled from his mother's womb. And they had been praying about this guy. I tell you what, when you start praying about something, it causes you to be ready when you meet that someone that you're praying for. Amen? So they were ready. Man, the Spirit of God had already been speaking to them about this guy. The Spirit of God had already been speaking. You know what? This guy does not have to live this way. This is a man, think about it. He's older. He's been crippled all of his life. And, but now, as they're in prayer, and this is what prayer is about. You know, prayer is worship. Prayer is sharing your needs. But prayer is getting, into, is getting you into a position of faith that causes you to be ready for your world. Amen? Glory to God. And when you're praying, Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Man, ask, you know, humble ourselves. Say, God, you know, I, I need to enter in to your faith. You said I have your faith. But maybe it just doesn't seem like it just seems like I, I, it's not working 100%. And God will give you wisdom because we want to believe like Jesus believed. Amen? We want to believe with his faith. It's the same thing with love. Man, love covers a multitude of sins. We need to ask God that his love will take us over. Amen? If you're in unforgiveness, you're not in love. If you're in bitterness, you're not in love. You know, if we're in doubt, we're not in faith. If we're in unsurety, we're not in faith. If we're living by, you know, hope rather than by knowingness, we're not in faith. So these guys had evidently been praying big time. And Peter and, and they said, and uh, they fastened their eyes on him. And John said, look, and Peter and John said, look on us. 
And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. How many know you have something to give? Such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Glory to God. There's a time to pray, but then there's a time to say. There's a time to seek, but then there's a time to speak. I tell you, a lot of times people die praying because they never enter into speaking. And they're always seeking, but not speaking. So he says, man, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And when he said that, most people think the guy just got up and walked. He did not. The guy's still sitting there crippled. He did not enter into walking and leaping and praising God. Peter was so confident in the name of Jesus that what he spoke broke the condition that this man was in that he took him by the right hand and lifted him up because he was so confident in what he spoke. When we declare, we need to be that confident. Someone says, well, you know what? I, I spoke it. It didn't come to pass. I'll tell you what. In your spirit, you don't faith it, but you fake it. You act like it's for real because it is. You enter into mixing your faith. You mix your faith with the faith that God's placed in you by really believing that what you've spoken has happened. Glory to God. So he's, he, he, man, he's walking by faith. He says, rise in the name of Jesus. And nothing happens. So he took him by the right hand. Lifted him up. And when he did that, glory to God, sometimes faith is in action. He took him by the right hand, lifted him, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And leaping, he stood up and walked, entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Wow. All right. Now we read this, but the reason things are in the Bible is so we can live by it. Amen. So these principles, man, you target your faith. You let Jesus minister to you until, man, you, you just know in your heart that what you have asked for is going to come to pass. And then even when it seems like it's not coming to pass, you believe that it does. Amen? You've got the love in your heart, amen, to, to reach the lost. I've got the love in my heart to reach the lost. I've got the love in my heart to forgive. I've got the love in my heart to enter in and help people in condemnation. I've got that love in my heart because it's been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost in Romans 5, 5. And I've got, I have the faith of Jesus because he's the author and perfecter of the faith that he put in me in the new birth. I've been crucified with Christ it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not by the faith I think I can come up with, but by his faith. Glory to God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So the idea that, you know, we can't love, we can't forgive, we can't enter into believing God, we can't overcome familiar sin, we can't do that, it's, it's just a lie. Glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, let's go down 
The, let's go to verse 12. When, then when Peter, all these people were, they were like, Peter, you're in John, you guys are just amazing. You're super people. You know what I'm saying? And they almost started to worship them. And Peter's, man, I tell you, when something happens good through you, you give God all the glory. Never, ever, ever point people to you. You point them to Jesus. Amen? The person that points people to themselves, I would not want to be around. Maybe they're the people that said, Lord, we did this in your name and we did that. And God said, I never knew you. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, if God does something through you, whatever it is, because we all have giftings, never, ever point people to yourself, but to Jesus. Amen. So when Peter saw it, he answered the people and said, you men of Israel, why marvel you at this? We shouldn't be amazed at miracles. They're our bread. Why looked you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? He said, that's not true. It wasn't by our power and it wasn't by we because we have some greater degree of righteousness or holiness than you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus. Amen. When you pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, to glorify Jesus, glory to God, that's when the name of Jesus is going to work. Amen. Whew, not so you can have some type of identity. Amen. Glory to God. It's because you love. Faith works by love. Amen. All right. So then he preaches the gospel to them. In verse 14, he said, you denied the Holy One and just desired a murderer to be granted unto you. Barabbas. Here's what's interesting. You know, I was sure on this on Easter, but it's good for any day. You've got Barabbas, you've got Jesus. Jesus is the son of Abba, the second Adam. Barabbas, it means son of Abba, but he's the fallen son of Abba. Jesus is the second Adam, and they chose the fallen son of Abba. Sometimes it's easy to feel sorry for yourself and go with the fallen son of Abba and identify yourself this way in Romans 7 than to enter in glory to God as you as a child of Abba under the redemption, under the second Adam. Amen? All right. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Someone needs to say this is good preaching. Amen? All right. So he preaches the gospel, and then he says, his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith, now listen to this. The faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So when we start seeing what the name of Jesus entails, we start entering into the reality that's been gifted to us. That's when faith in that name comes. And then we have faith that comes by the name so we can have faith in the name. Glory to God. So that's, we need, that's what we did, you know, for weeks and weeks we went through, you know, the different name, Hebrew names of God. You know, uh, all of them are intrinsic to the name of Jesus. You know, Yahweh Seabath, the God of angel armies, the God who has a need to fight for you. You know, uh, Rapha, the, the Lord who healeth thee. Glory to God. Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. And, uh, you know, on and on we went through the different names of God. El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Hallelujah. 
So we enter into here. Now, let, let's enter in more so we can see how we can really apply it to our own lives. All right? Glory to God. So now in Acts 4, man, the, the religious people, the priests, the four one, captain of the temple, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, they put Peter and John in prison because they healed this guy. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I tell you, the world, they don't want the reality of Jesus. They want to shut you up because they want their own reality. When you're in sin, you want your own reality because you want to be your own God. So they're trying to shut these guys up. Mm. But man, after they preached the gospel right before they were put in prison, 5,000 people were saved. So they were too late. Amen? So they were on trial. Okay? And man, everybody was there because it was a holiday in, in the Jewish calendar. Verse 6, Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, and Alexander, all these people were there. And they asked them, they said, what, by what power, what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, he says in verse 10, Be it known unto all of you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Verse 12 says, There is salvation and no other name. No other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not an option. There's one name that can save you. It's not the name of Allah. It's not the name of humanism. It's not the name of Krishna. It's not the name of Buddha or Joseph Smith or anybody else. It's the name of Jesus. One name and that's it. Mm, Jesus. World doesn't like that. They want other names. But look at this in verse 10. Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him does this man stand here before you whole. They're saying, man, when we spoke the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus was manifested by the Holy Ghost to this man. And this is what I want, God wants to get across to us. When you speak the name of Jesus, you get God's attention. When you speak the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus will be manifested through the Holy Ghost. We need to believe this. We need to believe it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, interestingly, in NASA verse 17, they said, you know what? After they, they said, don't speak anymore in this name and everything will be okay. And Peter says in Acts 4, 20, we cannot but speak the things which you have seen and heard. We're going to keep speaking. And Acts 40, 20, man, then he shares with this and they cry out to God. In verse 29, they said, Lord, behold their threatenings. <clears throat> Grant unto thy servants with all boldness that they may speak thy word. It's interesting, they didn't pray for safety, they prayed for boldness. They didn't say protect us, although God does. They said give us boldness to continue to speak the word. That's what we need to ask for when the word doesn't seem to be working. We need to ask for 
grace when people are trying to shut us up for using the word. I tell you, there's a time coming. They put them in prison for speaking the name of Jesus. If you think that that time isn't here already in many nations, you're foolish. It's all about the name of Jesus. He says, stretch, give us boldness by doing this, by stretching forth thy hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be done in the name of your child Jesus, holy child Jesus. All right. Glory to God. Now, See, this gets me excited because this is life. This is, this is victory. All right, let's see how far we get. Let's look at, try to look at three or four more scriptures. Go with me to Philippians 2.8. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Mm. It doesn't matter. I don't want to get ahead of myself. What name we're coming against through the name of Jesus, whether it's cancer, condemnation. It doesn't matter how big the devil tries to make himself out. The name of Jesus will be confirmed. Just like if Jesus himself was ministering and standing up against it, okay? And Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 says, Being found in fashion as a man, Jesus divested himself of his deity. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, on the earth, and things under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Mm. Now look at with this, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 20. It says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, set him on his own right hand, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come put all things underneath his feet and gave him to be the head over all things in the church, which is his body that fills all in all. We need to really enter into the power of the name. Again, the name represents who Jesus is and when we speak it in faith and stand on it, the Holy Ghost will confirm it. Just like when Jesus' men spoke to the leper and said, be cleansed, I guarantee you the Holy Ghost caused the cleansing. When we speak it, the Holy Ghost, when we speak the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus ministering and the Holy Ghost confirming him through you. It's amazing. Glory to God. All right. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name. And again, we have this name. Man, when you get married... You know, the person you get married to, usually a woman will take the, the man's last name. If he has a billion dollars in his account and there's no prenuptial agreement, which there shouldn't be, you know what? Glory to God. Woo! Guess what? The billion dollars is yours. Amen? It's yours. Glory to God. It's yours. Why? Because you become one, man, and one. There's a oneness there in the spirit. Amen. Glory to God. 
We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the name of Jesus. That's why we're joint heirs with Jesus. Joint heirs with Jesus. Because we've got the same account. It's a joint account. We don't deserve a penny of it. We don't deserve anything. But because we've accepted him as our Savior, everything in his account, glory to God, is now ours. So when there's a crippled man and God's speaking to you to get them healed, what do you do? Say, you know what? Man, I need to get righteous for the next 10 days. And by my, or I'm going to fast for, fasting, God might tell you to fast, but just so you can get the revelation, it's not a you, but a him. Amen? And no, that's not how it works. Well, I need to get a position in the, the church. Or, or, no, that's not how it works. What, how's it work? It's by the revelation that said, it's causing us to see that you being used to get that man healed is already in your account. All you have to do is sign it with the name of Jesus. I've shared this before. I was, um, I think it was my junior in college. I was 21. And I'd worked at Oakmont Country Club where they have a lot of the U.S. Opens and stuff on TV. Anyways, it was in the winter. It was in February. And people were still playing golf. They had red golf balls so they didn't get lost in the, and the snow was on the ground. And man, at the end of nine holes, there's a stand there. And usually they said, get something to drink or like a hot chocolate or at that time or whatever. But they went right in the, in the clubhouse. I didn't have a penny in my pocket. And different people were coming up to the stand and all they would do, they would order a hot dog, some hot chocolate, whatever, and sign their name. And I'll never forget, man, I, I really, my family wasn't, you know, they're kind of poor to begin with. I didn't have a penny in my pocket. I said, God, I Wish so much I had a name like they do. Because see, to be involved in this country club, you had to be very prosperous. I said, God, I don't have a name to sign. And man, you know what? Because I didn't have a name. And I think they just forgot about me. They come out and we just teed it up and went on. Man, I was hungry. I was cold. Nothing. Why? Because I didn't have a name to just get what I needed. Can I tell you something now? I got a name to get what I need. Amen? I came so close to signing something. THG. Who are you? What's that? The Holy Ghost. You know what I didn't. Amen. Probably got in trouble there. I'll never forget that. I said, I wish so much I had a name. I got a name now. When I pray, when I declare, when I speak in the name of Jesus, I'm making a withdrawal from the account of the living God. Woo! And the Holy Ghost says, you know what? Jesus is responsible for that account. He's the banker. So Father's the banker, so to speak. Father says, yes, a right withdrawal. He is a right to the name. And the Holy Ghost says, I'm going to confirm that name. I was there when the blood was shed. I was there when he was whipped. I was there. I'm going to make this do. I'm going to make it come to pass. Woo, Jesus. Glory to God. Mm. Glory. See, if that doesn't get you excited, 
What will? Man, it's for real. All right, let's, let's see how far we get. Go with me to 2 Chronicles 20. Hallelujah, Jesus. 2 Chronicles 20. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise and glory and honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. In 2 Chronicles 20, man, they had just, they had a building project. Everything's going good under Jehoshaphat. And then these guys came, really three kings, that tried to destroy them. Again, the devil will try your faith. I'm going to be honest with you. I was up at the counseling center. The Spirit of God came on me, just illuminated the name of Jesus. I was so excited. I started using the name and seeing things happen. And then I'm driving just to my house and something happened with my steering wheel. And I, I mean, I went through a ditch and hit something. Man, I thought I messed up my car really bad. I messed it up a little bit, but not bad. And it was like the devil saying, you know what? Hey, I'm going to stop this name. And I just said, I just went in and used it. I just cursed him in a profound way. And it said, it would be a good idea if you didn't do that. But see, we got to stand. He'll try to contest his territory, but it's nothing. Because the name of Jesus destroys him. Amen. Second Chronicles 20. Jesus. So, man, Jehoshaphat stands up. And he says, man, these guys outnumber us like a thousand to one. They're going to kill our wives and our children. There's no way out. There's no way out. But then he gets in the spirit. And he said, man, we have built this sanctuary for your name. Not so we can have a, a, a man, a bigger church than someone else. Not so we can have, you know, windows that look like this or this, this, and this. We didn't build a name. We didn't build this church so we could get people to come because of the building. We built the church for your name. Shh. And they dwelt therein. We built you a sanctuary for your name to dwell in. So when evil comes, here's what evil is. It's the sword. You know what the sword is? It's when you didn't do anything wrong and Satan just hates you and wants to bring harm to you. You didn't do a thing wrong. You didn't do a thing wrong. Maybe because you're doing something right. Usually it's because you did something right. So when the sword comes or judgment, that's when you did something wrong. But God wants to release his mercy so you don't get judged. Amen? There are, I had a guy come up to me, a leader in a church, and said, you know what? You're going to get recompense for everything you've done wrong. And I thought, man, if that's the truth, I might as well give up now. Amen? My gosh. How do you know that God just doesn't do that? It says mercy supersedes judgment. Hallelujah. Glory. Third is sickness. Sickness is evil. That doesn't mean the person's evil. When they're sick, they might be an awesome person. Probably are. And famine, financial lack. It says the name. This is the name. I said the name of Jesus destroys all four. When the enemy just tries to come against you with the sword, you rise up with your sword and destroy him. When he tries to you know, get you down because you made a mistake, you're struggling. You say, I just received mercy and help of God. 
Amen? And the name. And the devil says, well, that's not right. And the father says, I got a name. The name of my son. And part of him, his name is mercy. Intrinsic to the name of Jesus is mercy. Glory to God. Sickness. The name. Financial act, the name. We stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. Woo! See, when you enter into the name, you get the person of the name that you're believing. And we cry unto you, whether it's the sword, whether it's judgment, sickness, or lack, and you will hear and you will help us. Wow. Can I tell you something? Guys, here's the key. God wants his name to be in your house, in your spirit. Who you are. In your mind, your emotions. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. When the devil says, you know what? This sickness is going to overcome you. Say, no, the name's in my house. Part of your house is the body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Say, no, 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 no. It can't come to me. And if it has, it's destroyed because the name is in my house. Glory to God. The name's in my house. The name's in my body. The name's in my emotions that try to overcome me. The name's in my mind. My natural mind says there's no hope. The name is in my spirit. Glory to God. That's what it's about. What church is about, it's what fellowship is about, it's what quiet time's about. It's getting a name in your house. Woo! Every room in the house. I've shared this before. A lot of people don't like it. Not these secret rooms where there's secret sin. Every room in the house. Amen? Every room. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Man, we don't get time to get into this, all of this, because it'd take too long, but. Man, when Jehoshaphat declared this, that's when the Spirit of God came on. A a man prophetically said, you know what? This man, they're going to fight against you, these three kings. But when when they come up to fight against you, I'm going to fight for you. Glory to God. He said, you worship, send the singers out first. Boy, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Sometimes God tells you to do some crazy things. And when you start to worship and praise my name, whoo, praise the beauty of his name, of his holiness, and say your mercy endures forever. Because even though they were doing well, they still had some high places in their life. And they're still worshiping some high places and trees and stuff. And they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to praise the glory of your name, that your name reigns. And we're going to say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Didn't look like the Lord was good, did it? When three kings were coming up to destroy them. Didn't look like the Lord was good. Didn't look like the Lord was merciful. But glory to God, the Lord is good all the time. He's merciful all the time. Woo, Jesus. Glory to God. 
And then the Bible says, when they started to praise him and worship him and say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The devil always try to say, you know what? The Lord isn't is good while this happened. Or he's not good towards you because this happened to this person's blessing. and that. No, curse that in Jesus' name. You say the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Glory to God. And the Bible says that the children of Ammon and Moab, they started to fight against each other. And then when they killed one another, then, then, then the other nation, they fought against the, the one that won against the other. Then they killed each other. There was none alive. And they took three days to take the spoils back. Why? Because he had a leader. Glory to God. Jehoshaphat was a good man. A leader is somebody that doesn't have necessarily flowery speech. A leader is somebody that helps get the name in you and then helps you stand to mix your faith with the name. Here's what's interesting. Man, they all worship when that prophecy came, and that's awesome. But when in verse 20, they rose early in the morning before the, you know, uh, this all happened in victory. They were in the wilderness of Tekoa, and you can just tell. These guys are like, man, the shouting from last night is gone. And now the wilderness of Tekoa. All the emotions are gone. Now they're thinking, are you kidding me? But here's what Jehoshaphat did because he's a leader. He said, believe in the Lord your God. That's first. You believe in the word. The word's your foundation, not the prophetic. Believe in the word first. But then he says this. Believe in his prophets and the prophetic word and you shall prosper. What's he doing? He's getting them to mix their faith back with the name. Hallelujah. He's getting them to mix their faith with, with what they heard in response to the name that was in that sanctuary that they were standing before. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. See, this is exciting. This is reality. And this is what it has to do with that. This, this is about, this is everything. All right, let's just, before I give a few examples, John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me, you can't be robbing a bank and then say, you know, in Jesus' name, you know, bless me. He might bless you with a jail ministry. Amen. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Well, the word and the name are the same. The word is all about his name. It is his name. That's why we have to get in the word so the word can get in us. Amen. Glory to God. I mean, that's about as simple as it gets. Amen? You know, if you need milk for your cereal and it's in the refrigerator, you got to get in the refrigerator to get the milk to put in your cereal. Amen? You can't be sitting there saying, God, give me milk. Give me milk, God. And God's saying, open the refrigerator. God's saying, open the book. Get the word in you, then ask what you will. Amen? See, again, this is so exciting. It's so exciting. God's been dealing with me. He's saying, meditate on the name. Meditate on what we're teaching right now. 
Jesus paid a price so you could have his name. He's given you his name. Worship him for that. And then make a decision to use it. Amen? Make a decision to use it. And when it doesn't seem like it's working, make a decision to stand on it because you know it will is working and it will destroy the works of the enemy. All the time. You know, that's a pretty heavy duty story. I might have shared this before, but I'll share it now. Because <clears throat> there's no name. I, I don't care. If someone has cancer, we're going to worship the name of Jesus as our God and Savior. But we're going to worship the name of healer intrinsic to the name of Jesus. We're going to worship him. And we're going to declare that the name which represents Jesus is going to be manifested through the Holy Ghost in that person. That's why it says in James 5.14, anoint him with oil in the name Anything we do, we need to do it in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. I could get, there's so much here. We'll, we'll look into more next week on this. There's so much intrinsic to the name of Jesus. Again, it's the only thing that the Spirit of God confirms. He confirms the blood. And, the, and they all go together. The blood, the word, the name. Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll share two testimonies and we're going to pray, okay? First one is years ago. Pastor Kathy and I were counseling a girl that had been harmed tremendously, gang raped several times. She was on heroin. And she came to a Bible study where we're talking about the goodness of God. She rededicated her life to Jesus. It's amazing. She went to a church. And went for help, and they told her that God was responsible for this to help her be more empathetic to those in need. I tell you, I think I'd be on heroin too if I believed that one. Bottom line is this we did a lot of counseling with her. She got, uh, she entered into a place where she was walking with Jesus, her and her boyfriend. They got engaged. And the exciting thing is this. Well, before the exciting thing, I'm sorry. The exciting thing is just walk with God big time. But then here's the deal. One of the people responsible for her being harmed in that horrendous way, he wasn't in jail for what he did, but for something else. He was getting out of prison, and somehow he communicated with this girl's grandmother. Think of this. I, I, I can't even comprehend this. That when he got out of jail, he was coming to her house. Well, she called me up, and she said she was just screaming. She said, you know, I, I, I know he's going to hurt me again. And I said, he's not going to hurt you. And I said, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give you, you give me a call back in a couple hours. So I, here's what I did. See, it's one thing to want to help somebody. It's another thing to be able to do so. But because she was in covenant with us, I had a right to speak to her regarding her life. I said, I command an audience with the demon responsible for having that man call her grandmother. 
to tell her that he was going to come up to this girl's house. And I, I'll never forget, man, there's a demon right in front of me. I, 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 never, I don't know if I've ever spoken to a demon. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will be unable to carry out your scheme. I said to Nessa, you will cease and desist in the name of Jesus. You will never target her again. And I just sensed this demon leave. I, I swear it was about, I'd say two and a half hours later, I didn't get a call from the girl, but I got a call from her aunt. And she said, we just got word from the prison. I don't even know how they got word from somebody that worked there. Right after this prayer, or like an hour afterwards, this guy got in a fight with the prison guard. You have to understand, he's on his way out like in three days. Got in a fight with the prison guard, hurt him to some degree, and he got sentenced like three to five more years. And then this girl called me up, and, I, and she said, you know, I know for the next three to five years, I'm free. I said, I'm going to tell you this, you'll be free for the rest of your life. And she has been. The name of Jesus Amen? It was like God. It was like Jesus getting a hold of that guy. It was about Jesus. Oh, man. See, we need to understand what you meditate on, you're going to become. We need to know that there's no other name. Hmm. I'm going to save this for next week. It's pretty strong, but I won't go here now. But we need to know the name of Jesus is infinitely greater than any name that the devil has. I don't care if it's Lou Gehrig's degrees, disease, cancer. I don't care what it is. Condemnation, fear, inability. Somebody's got you up against the wall, so to speak, in the sense that they can, break, and the natural seem to take away your job or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the name of Jesus. What other name? To, see, the name. It's the name. The name, again, represents the glory of the living God. And there's only one name that you can be, have to be saved by, and there is one name that the Holy Ghost confirms. It's not the name of a church. It's not the name of a person other than Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost lives to confirm the name. Shh. Angels live to have somebody say, in the name of Jesus, go out and give favor for this or that. Influence this person around it. So David Hogan was sharing... Uh, I don't know, I think I might have been lunch with him. Or I don't even know what the deal was. We were talking. And he said, well, now, heavy duty, he, he was in spiritual warfare in, in a place, I mean, demons ruled the place. I mean, they had black magic warlocks everywhere. I, I mean, really, I mean, real stuff. You know, like you read about in Exodus 7 when, you know, Aaron threw down his rod and became a snake. The sorcerers, the magicians, so-called wise men, they threw down their bras. They became, I mean, stuff like that. <clears throat> so he's called to pray for this lady. Looks like she's nine months pregnant, but she's older. She's like 
65, 70 years old, which really isn't that old anymore. Used to be old anyways. But she's an older lady in that culture. And it looks like she's pregnant, but it was a huge tumor. I mean, we're talking like a 50-pound tumor. I believe it was a cancerous tumor. So uh, there's a black magic warlock on her right, one on her left. And David just went up very simply and said, I break your power in the name of Jesus. And they tried to, they, you know, put a spell. They, they, they just backed off, the one on the right and on the left. So he goes down to pray for this lady. And she has these things coming out of her back. Every one of her vertebrae, man, it's like this, looks like an arrow coming out. There's like a dozen of them on each of her vertebrae. It's just like, it's horrendous. He thought it was a trick. He tried to, you know, this is what these demons did. What would you do? He prayed this very simple prayer. He said, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of witchcraft and these horns which are connected to a vertebrae, the 50-pound tumor that is like a rock, I command them to dissipate in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And just got up. And he said they, were, they, they had to travel back to a certain village <clears throat> and they went through this pasture area and they had to open up a gate and uh, there's a bunch of people with them. And he was serious. He said, I hope you're saved because if you're not, you will die for real. I tell you, it's, you know, it's one thing to say I believe. It's another thing to be a believer for real. And uh, this demon, very, very strong demon, just hovers over them and uh, had a lot of power in that area. And what did they do? Worship Jesus for his blood, prayed in other tongues, and they just received the name of Jesus reigning. And that thing, they said, it literally filled up the whole sky. It, it just it, it caught, went on fire and then blew up and just left. And David said, mark the time that that happened. Long story short, a few weeks later, this lady and the entourage of people were coming. He thought they were hurtful, but she said, thank you for praying for me. He didn't recognize her. Here was that lady. All the horns gone. The tumor gone. She's in perfect health. He said, what time did that happen? The, the manifestation came. It was the exact second that that thing blew up. See, that thing was trying to intimidate them. That thing was trying to stay. That thing was trying to negate the name. That thing was trying to say that my name is as strong as the name of Jesus. That thing was trying to say, you know what? Look at me. I'm here to tell you something. We look at the name of Jesus. We worship the name of Jesus. We get the name of Jesus in us. We speak the name of Jesus and we stand on the name of Jesus until devils blow up. And cancer is no more. And anything that will harm us, I believe this, will fall. Whew. Glory to God.
I know this is a strong message. But I'm here to tell us today. I tell you what, it's the key to the kingdom, man. It's the name of Jesus. The blood was shed to give us the name. Right now, if you're listening to my voice and you're not a Christian, I'm here to tell you something. I don't care how prosperous you think you are. I don't care how low you are, whether you're a fentanyl addict. The name of Jesus will save you. And it's a necessity for you to be saved. Just say right now, I call on the name of Jesus to give me forgiveness, change, and life. If you just did that, there's a number on your screen you can call. From, for us here today, come on, it's time to stop blaming God. It's time to worship him. It's time to enter into wisdom. Wisdom's a principal thing. You can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. But if you never speak the name of Jesus, come on. You pray to get a revelation of the name. You pray to get ready to use the name. You pray to get strength to stand in the name. And you pray the prayer of worship because the name is working, will not fail, and will reign in your life. Stand with me if you would. The name of Jesus. Glory to God. Wow. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the name. I'm not ashamed of the name. I, I, I tell you what. Isn't it amazing? The devil hates the name. It's taken in vain every second, every minute, every day in our country. But it's time. Can you confess and say, I exalt the name of Jesus. I worship the name of Jesus. I believe in the name of Jesus. And for my need right now in my life, I speak the name of Jesus over that need and receive the name of Jesus to make things right. To bring curse to blessing. To bring death to life. To bring the 